Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Strange Crew podcast for Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. From Deep in the Jedi Archives, this is JC, the Blind Jedi, your host tonight. Uh, it is a terrible, terrible rainy night. Uh, I apologize for this getting out so late. It has been a long, long day. Uh, I've had to take care. I had to take care of my granddaughter for a while today. Uh, so that was, <laughs> and she wears me out, but she is a, she's a little bundle of joy. Um, so today, I, today's episode was one that I've been promising for a while. I wanted to go over the movies of Dudley Moore. And to, to give a little background reference, uh, growing up during, and I grew up in the seventies, uh, as a little, little kid, um, if you remember the movie uh, X Men: Days of Futures Past, there's a there's a scene where they're they're talking about uh, where Beast says I'm re- I'm recording all the television shows. I've got all three channels plus HBO or plus plus PBS, all three channels plus PBS. Uh, that that was really the way it was when when I was growing up for a, a few years. But my dad was always always wanting to get me more uh, TV entertainment. So. I remember when we got an antenna and we were able to get the UHF channels. Um, beforehand, uh, my, my TV had a dial on it and, and you just turned it and it's from like two to like 13 or whatever it was. And four, five, and nine were the channels and then 11, I believe, was PBS. Uh, but then my dad got the got a, a TV antenna, which was this huge, big 15-foot metal ugly pole um, that, that you stuck uh, outside. Uh, and he, with a wire that plugged in in the back, and that gave you the UHF channels, uh, 41, 27, 50, 62, 50, I remember, was, was, was the, was the, uh, was the Christian channel back then. Uh, it, it probably still is now here in Kansas City. Uh, but I remember that. Uh, and then I remember we were one of the first to get cable. We were one of the first to get cable out, out there, um, when, especially when we lived out in Olathe. Uh, we, it was like 1980. I think when we moved out there, the summer of 79, 80, that we moved out there, uh, we, we had cable. Um, and that was great. I, I My dad had had cable for us. And we had HBO. So my dad was willing to invest enough in HBO. That was one of the great things. Um, and with HBO, when it was first coming out, it was literally nothing but, uh, it, it was nothing but, movies back to back to back to back and they had these little shorts that they would play in between the movies uh if like one of the movies was like an hour and 45 minutes or something like that they would put the movies into like two two hour blocks uh and that's essentially how they ran um they they would really have to change their programming up to do something like the godfather um which was like three hours long or something like that but they rarely ever did that. I'll, I'll never forget when they first did The Godfather. They actually had like a two up. They did two hours of it. And then there was like a 15, 20 minute intermission on the TV before they started playing the rest of the movie. I'll never forget that. But uh, one of the movies that they, uh, one of the one of the uh, people that was always in heavy rotation during those early HBO days was the comedian or was the actor Dudley Moore. And Dudley Moore is a, is, he's a, I believe, He's an English actor, but I believe it, it's uh, he's on the Welsh side. I don't know, uh, but I do know that he's not an American. Uh, he he is an English actor. Uh, he passed away in two thousand and two. Um, 
he's a great, great little small actor. Uh, he plays the, he, he is a small, he, he's a very, very small guy. Uh, he's got very, very pronounced uh, facial features. Um, if you saw him, you would recognize him instantly. Uh, he reminds me of a hobbit, to be totally honest. Uh, where people first, uh, I mean, he's he's been in uh, TV and, and movies uh, throughout Britain and in, in, uh, throughout Britain uh, for a long time. Uh, but where uh, he was first introduced into like the mainstream media, I guess, or to a big popular American audience was the movie Foul Play with Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. Uh, he plays this music conductor that comes on the Goldie Hawn. Uh, it's this really, really embarrassing scene where he's he's trying to strip down and he's trying to seduce her and he's playing Staying Alive. And it's just, it's tacky, but it's, this is, a it's that type of humor. Um, he, he plays these lovable little losers. Uh, and, and that's the type of, uh, that that's the type of movies that he does. Um, and so I, I thought I would go over today a few of the movies that he's done uh, in the past. I, I loved uh, I loved watching all of these, uh, some for more reasons than others, uh, but I will go into I, I will go into that. So the the first couple of movies that he did, because um, like I, I like I said, he did foul play. Um, he did bedazzled a long, long not the one with Brendan Fraser. He did the one he did the the, the, the actual movie bedazzled. Um, that, that they did the sequel or that they did a remake off of with Brendan Fraser. He did that movie back like in the late 60s or something like that. But everybody knows him from Foul Play, which was like 1979. And in 1980 is when he really blows up. He's got two big movies. The first of which is Wooly Moses. Uh, and Wooly Moses, Dudley Moore plays Herschel, um, who is... <sighs> Wooly Moses is a satire of the Bible. Uh, I believe is specifically the book of Exodus, the one that, that deals with Moses. Uh, and so Herschel is also, um, as a baby, put into the basket and, and pushed along the Nile. And right there with baby Moses, and they're traveling on that together. And just before Herschel gets to uh, where the uh, Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh's family pulls him out of the, out of the river, uh, Moses, the Moses baby pushes Herschel out of the way. I think he's picked up by like some goat or sheep herders or something like that. And so he's raised and it falls, it, it, it entails this whole life of where Herschel is a Herschel is at the same spot uh, where Moses is all the time. So he's there when Moses is there with the burning bush and here's the voice of God on Mount Sinai. Uh, he's, <laughs> He, he thinks he's performing all these miracles uh, when when all these other things are happening. Uh, he thinks he can cure the blind when uh, really he's he's calling out a guy who's who, who's not actually blind. He's just conning people. He's 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 calling out a comic. It it just breaks all in all these hilarious little epic uh, stupid stories. Uh, it's it's entailed with a it's it's featuring a bunch of uh, what's the word I'm looking for guest stars. Uh, throughout the entire show, who play all the bit parts, um, which I love. Uh, so, uh, so James Coco is there. Um, but the two big ones that I love in there, uh, James Ritter, uh, or John Ritter, excuse me, plays the devil. 
so and it's very very fun it's right after herschel's wife is turned into a pillar of salt and he's saying, oh you've come to tempt me devil he's like, no, no no don't worry about it i'm not here to tempt you and it's really this cute little back and forth so john ritter is uh john ritter plays devil and of course uh richard Pryor, richard Pryor plays pharaoh um when Mo, when herschel goes to try you have to release my people from and he's like dude the, your people already left they left with moses they're gone uh he, the dude released 10 plagues on us so uh Wooly Moses, that was the one that I, I really loved. I grew up watching that movie. I must have watched it in heavy rotation. Uh, it, it's one of those movies where I, I think I watched, I started in on it late or something like that. I was like waiting for another movie to come on. I, I was, I would watch it and then I just, and I was like, oh, okay. And then every time it would come on, I would just keep on watching. It was just one of those movies when I was growing up. And the other movie that came out, I think in 1980, was 10. And I watched this movie for a whole different reason. Oh, my God. As I take a drink um, to get ready to tell this story. Okay, so the movie 10. Um, Dudley Moore plays a composer. And he's got a very successful life. Um, he, <laughs> what did he say? Uh, I'm really big with, with, um, with elevator jingles. Um, so he plays a music composer. He's rich. He's successful. He's he's got. Uh, I think he's got his girlfriend is Julie Andrews. Uh, he's got it all. He's got it all made. And all of a sudden, he's driving down the road and he's and he sees Bo Derek, um, what we would call a perfect ten, or at least that's what they were envisioning a perfect ten more was. And Bo Bo Derek was brand new. I mean, she was. I mean, it was introducing Bo Derek. She was so brand new to the scene. Uh, just an absolutely beautiful woman, but we all knew, and it was known that Bo Derek was doing a topless scene in this movie. Um, the whole movie centers around uh, Dudley Moore's brother. He, he chases this girl all over to try and figure out who she is. She's getting married, da da da, this and that, and it's all this crazy, stupid, infatuated guy's uh, mission to try and get the girl, which, of course, he ultimately does. And like I said, I did not watch this movie because I was heavily interested or like, that I cared about the movie or the plot. I was about 8, 9, 10 years old. 8, eight 7, 8, 9, maybe. I was 8 when this when this came out on HBO, so this is probably my first boobs. I remember, I remember wanting to see some boobs when I was little, so... As horrible as that may sound, that that is my that is my memory of ten. Uh, that that is why uh, I think a lot of kids uh, wanted to see that movie because um, nobody really cared. But at, at the time, um, in, in the eighties, sex was starting to sell, and it was obvious. Uh, the big scene uh, that everybody remembers from the movie Ten is the two parts where uh, he's running towards her and, and she's running towards him on the beach. And uh, he's in his, um, oh, it's like a sweatshirt. He's in like a, like literally like a sweatshirt and sweatpants, like a, like, like a literal old gray sweatpants and sweatshirt. Uh, and she's in this, uh, in the skin colored uh, body, body bathing suit. And it's, she looks gorgeous in any, and, and they're running towards each other. That's a big iconic scene from 10. Um, it, it's just one of those movies. You have to see it just because it's just him being stupid. 
it's just him doing stupid shit all the entire time. It's uh, he will do the uh, he will do the, the physical comedy, and so that's what's great about it. Um, after Holy Moses and Ten, uh, really, he does his best work ever. Uh, the movie is called Arthur. Um, I I can't imagine. Uh, Arthur is. It was one of those movies that, and it came out around the same time uh, as uh, as a lot of the other big movies. Because um, I remember watching this around the same time as like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and Empire Strikes Back and that, that thing, things of that nature. Uh, in fact, I remember Raiders of the Lost Ark and Arthur playing in, in, in the same rotation on HBO. Uh, so I'd watch them back to back. That was four hours that I never got back <laughs> from my childhood repeatedly day after day after day. Um, but the great thing about Arthur was uh, this movie, it, it, it's, a, it's an absolute comedy. It's a, it, it, it's a, it's a romantic comedy. Um, Dudley Moore plays a billionaire or a millionaire, a multimillionaire, 750 million, which in 19, 1980 money was astronomical, astronomical. And today, I mean, we have, we have, we have multi-billionaires, um, but still, Seven hundred fifty million to do nine figures was incredible, and a high nine figures to be to be to be touching that to be touching that billion dollar number was 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 unheard of. So the amount of money that they were talking about, he was just so rich that nothing was ever going to hurt him or, or ever touch him. Uh, I think was the way, and he he gets an Oscar nomination for for his role uh, as a as a Playboy millionaire uh, drunk. And I thought I would go ahead. This is the one uh, clip that I would play for this one. So, don't you wish you were Arthur? Well, the more attractive of you, please step forward. <laughs> Gonna cost you a hundred dollars. Just make it two hundred dollars. But I will ask you to simonize my car. <laughs> <laughs> How rich are you? I wish I had a dime for every dime I have. <laughs> Anticipating your condition, I brought you orange juice, coffee, and aspirins. Or do you need to throw up? Just wait like that. I'm not married. Keep smiling. Six eight eight five five four nine. Usually, one must go to a bowling alley to meet a woman of your stature. I take it this bum will be calling you. Dad, he's a millionaire. You have my permission to marry him. <laughs> That's me. Are you a hooker? I forgot. I just thought I was doing great with you. <laughs> will you take my hand? That would leave you with one. <laughs> I'm going to take my coat. You don't have a coat. Oh, I'm going to take my time. <laughs> you want to reach one? How does it feel to have all that money? It feels great. <laughs> it's a dumb question. <laughs> it's funny now. I sometimes just think funny things. What do you do for a living? I race cars, I play tennis, I fondle women. But I have weekends off and I am my own boss. Deadly <laughs> boy. So that's <laughs> that. That's that, that's the uh, that, that's the movie trailer for the movie Arthur. Uh, 
I, I can remember that that commercial playing in heavy rotation, and I remember everybody at school uh, knowing that that line. I race cars, I play tennis, I fondle women, but I do have weekends off, and I am my own boss. So, uh, yeah, that was the movie Arthur. Uh, he plays a, the millionaire. He is engaged to one woman. He falls in love with uh, Liza Minnelli. Uh, he has a butler, Sir John Gilgood. I believe Sir John Gilgood wins the best supporting actor uh, role for, for the movie. Um, because He's just so good. He's just so good at this one. He's just so good. You just have to see the interactions between these two. Uh, it's it's great. It is it is really really something else. So that's the movie Arthur. Um, romantic comedies. Uh, he does a couple more. He does he does one actually called Romantic Comedy, which I, I didn't really pay attention to, or the one Lovesick. Um, they're both him just chasing after uh, girls again. Uh, you know, the, the, the story's already been played out in both, in, in both 10 and, and Arthur. So, uh, you know, he's playing these romantic comedy movies and they're, they're doing okay. Uh, but the one that I remember watching was not a comedy and that's the movie six weeks. And if you haven't seen the movie six weeks, the tone's going to change, um, a lot here. Uh, Dudley Moore plays a, I believe it's a democratic politician. He's an underdog. Um, but he's such a sincere person that he, and yeah, he's campaigning on the trail, uh, and he meets Mary Tyler Moore. She's, uh, she's, she's a, she's a rich investor. Uh, she's one of the people. And during the course of him doing a, a public, uh, speaking event w at Mary Tyler Moore's house, he meets her daughter, uh, Mary Tyler Moore's daughter. I can't remember her name. The whole point of the story is, is that the daughter has uh, advanced uh, leukemia and she's got about six weeks to live. And that's the whole premise of the story. Um, Dudley Moore falls in love with the daughter, um, not romantically. There's, there's nothing sexual or, or, or it's, it's completely platonic. He just wants to be there for her for as long as she is and give her as many happy memories as he can. The big problem is he's already married and he already has a family. So now it, the movie becomes this weird dichotomy of him uh, having to juggle between uh, his political career, his home life with, with, with his actual family, and then this surrogate family that he's adopted with Mary Tyler Moore and her daughter, where he develops this really, really great relationship. They spend time together. He takes them out. Um, he gets... Uh, the the daughter's name is Nikki. He gets her into uh, to perform ballet and stuff like that. One of her one of the things that she wants to do. Uh, it all culminates with uh, with the daughter dying uh, on the subway. It's this heartbreaking, tragic, wrenching moment, uh, and the movie kind of ends on that somber, somber note. Um, he wins uh, his political career. It, it kind of goes on like that, but that's really how the movie ends. It, it just ends with the fact that. She passes on, and, and he's he's left with this, um, you know, those, those fleeting moments of well, somebody was special in my life, uh, and so it's a great movie. I remember watching that movie with my mom. I can remember because I'm pretty sure my mom's a Mary Tyler Moore fan, and I remember that movie uh, just being one of those heartstring uh, movies, and my mom loved him, and I can remember loving him too. Uh, so I remember Six Weeks. That's another one you need to check out. 
Uh, moving on, got a couple more to tackle right now. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, unfaithfully yours. Unfaithfully yours is probably one of my. Uh, he plays a composer, so he's he's going back to like in foul play, uh, and he's married to a younger woman, played by Natasha Kinski. And Natasha Kinski was is known for doing all the. Um, she was doing all these. Uh, uh, Sexually, like this, the Skinamax, the, the late night, uh, low, um, you know, uh, what would I say? Like some, you know, lazy porn, um, that you, that you see on Cinemax. Uh, she was known for doing those types of movies, and then they bring her up into like a mainstream movie, and so that's what this movie was, Unfaithfully Yours. Dudley Moore, he plays a music composer, he's married to a younger woman, played by Natasha Kinski, and then, uh, he has a Violinists come in, and uh, Dudley Moore thinks that played by Armand Asante, and Dudley Moore thinks that uh, the that his wife is having an affair on him with the violin player, and Albert Brooks plays his friend who just goads him on all the time. Oh, she's cheating on you. She's doing this, doing that. Gets him just doing all these ridiculous things, of spying on her, trying to catch her in the act, and stuff like that. All and he lies throughout the he's lying throughout his teeth the entire time and it culminates with him trying to he comes up with this brilliant plan of how he's going to kill her and and he, he's fantasizing about this as he's as he's conducting his play and it completely goes awry when he tries and it just it does this horrible failure throughout the entire thing it's just funny all the way through you just it's it's just it's just stupid. It's just it's just funny because he's just jealous. It's just the jealous husband the entire time. Um, after that one, there's two more movies that come out around the same time. Uh, one is Best Defense. You, Best Defense was Dudley Moore trying to make a movie. Uh, he he plays this. He plays this. Uh, he, he plays a loser, and he's an engineer and he's working for the military and da, 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 and he's got to prove that this that this little piece of technology works and the other half of it is is that technology goes into a tank and the tank is used by eddie murphy and so i i don't i didn't really like this movie but because it was eddie murphy and and dudley moore i watched this movie um it's a much more adult movie and it's a lot more eddie murphy than it is him so I'll just br I'll bring it up for the sake of it, but the other movie at that time is Mickey and Maude, and Mickey and Maude is one of those movies, and I watched it, and not realizing how much I would like it, and the reason why is because there's a big there's a wrestling tie-in. Uh, I believe Jim Cornette had on his show. He was talking to one of the guys about uh, Andre the Giant and uh, the Princess Bride, and Jim had made the had, had mentioned that. He had been in Mickey and Maude before he had been in The Princess Bride. And so I had to go back, and, and I remember watching this movie, and that's what got me uh, started on this uh, on this, uh, on this Dudley Moore kick in the first place. But Mickey and Maude. Uh, Dudley Moore plays a TV reporter, and he's married to a judge. Uh, and they are, have such conflicting schedules that they are not able to, uh, they're not able to have a life together. And Dudley Moore wants a baby, and she's, and it's just not, they don't ever have time to get together and do that. So, as he's doing all these different TV reports on, 
for for the new station. Uh, he meets Amy Irving, who's a cellist, or a cellist played by Amy, Amy Irving. Uh, he has an affair, marries her while he's still married to the judge, uh, plans on getting a, a divorce. Um, but the problem is, is after he impregnates Amy, he also impregnates his wife. And so now he's a bigamist who has now impregnated both of his wives. This is sister wives well before anybody ever even thought of it. Um, so, no. And, and <laughs> so the whole thing is him trying to keep uh, the story of him being married to from him being married to his other wife from the other one. Um, Amy Irving's dad is a professional wrestler. And there's a scene where she takes uh, where she takes Dudley Moore to meet his dad. <laughs> and you can see just how small Dudley Moore is because they meet because he meets Big John Stud and Andre the Giant, literally the two biggest guys in wrestling at the time. These guys were huge. Big John Stud, I believe, seven foot four, and Andre was like seven six or something. I mean, just incredible, 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 huge guys you see this in in the movie. Uh, anyway, uh, I won't tell you how the movie ends. Let's let let's just say that that that, that there there's two babies, and he they they ended up uh, they end up going uh, both wives that go end up going into labor at the same time, having the babies at the same time, and that's when he gets caught. Da, da, da. So that's Mickey and Maude. Go check it out. It's funny just to go and watch that whole scene. Uh, and, and really after that, um, that's really when things start going and from there. Uh, he did Santa Claus a movie um, where he plays like a, he plays like an elf that gets that gets uh, he gets what's the word I would say um, seduced by corporate greed and stuff like that and played by and uh, John Lithgow recruits him and everything like that. Um, he does the sequel Arthur two. That's kind of terrible, but then he starts doing like some voiceovers. Like he does the adventures of Milo and Otis and stuff like that. Um, but really the only, the only other movie I can think of that I really liked before I stopped uh, getting into Dudley Moore movies is like father, like son. And, as I close out the Dudley Moore stint on this, like father, like son, is like Freaky Friday. Um, either one, either the either the Haley the Haley Smith one or the one with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay. Uh, show everything, uh, Lohan. Um, e either or, but it, it's the same thing. It's the same. It's a it's a body switching thing. Uh, Dudley Moore plays a doctor and. Kirk Cameron is his son who plays a 15-year-old virgin. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But, and, of course, they body switch. And so now the son, uh, the son is sitting there trying to deal with doing things, uh, dealing with surgeries and, and being, a, being a surgeon and stuff like that. Plus the fact that, that, that he's actually can have sex now as opposed to the 15-year-old who doesn't know who – is he goes to school and he can talk over everybody in biology class and he's smooth with the ladies and everything like that. And so it, it's one of those, like I said, it's just one of those stupid body switching movies. If you're into those type of things, go and go and check it out. Otherwise, eh, don't worry. Uh, there's much, much better um, Dudley Moore movies on this list. Um, specifically, uh, it go, Wooly Moses, Arthur, Six Weeks, 
and Mickey and Maude. If you get a chance to just, if you want to just catch one of those, I highly recommend one of those, one of those four. Um, and really, folks, that's going to do it for this week. Um, next week, I, I am not exactly sure what we're going to do. We're going to, uh, I'm going to play it by ear right now. Um, once again, we have a fight coming up on February 4th, which is a Saturday. Um, Synergy is going to be having, uh, is going to be having another, uh, cage fight, MMA fights, um, amateur MMA fights. Antonio, uh, Madman Carmona, my son is going to be on that, is going to be on the, uh, is going to be on that card that night. He's training, he's looking good. Um, so we're going to see how well he's progressed since his last fight, since his last win. Uh, we're, 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 we're expecting good things. I have really seen him training hard. We're hoping it, it all works out. Um, so until then, from Deep in the Jedi Archives, this is JC the Blind Jedi, and go in peace.